listener exclusive. It's Matt Collins for breakfast, the podcast edition. G'day, Matt Collins from Triple M Brekkie. Great to hang out with you on the podcast edition. And this is my weekly chat with Murrumbidgee Police District Inspector Glenn Smith. He might tell bad jokes, but he does keep us up to date with all the biggest jobs from the local boys and girls in blue. This week was no exception. Keeping us up to date on the vandalism at Best and Less in Banner Ave in Griffith and the police being called out to a job that they are definitely not qualified for. I'm getting a bit hungry as well this morning. It's 14 past seven. Riverina MIA's 963 Triple M. Matt Collins with you for brekkie. Good morning to you. It's all thanks to our mate at Dom's Motors, of course. Dom's Motors Subaru, home of the legendary Subaru WRX. Head over to the website, domsmotors.com.au, for more information. Eight-year-old superstar Damon on the show coming up before 8 o'clock. But first of all, uh, I've got a, a bone to pick with our next guest. Let's welcome him first of all, Police Inspector Glenn Smith. Good morning to you, sir. G'day, Matt. G'day, listeners. Having a go at my hair, Inspector, I would expect more from you. It's a cheap shot, I know. (laughs) Couldn't couldn't help myself. You couldn't help yourself. We'll we'll get to what we're talking about there shortly, but you have a very special guest you brought in today. I did uh, bring a guest in with me this morning, yes. It's uh, my son, Jack. Uh, Constable Jack, too. Surprise, surprise. Jack, good morning to you. Good morning. Mate, uh, great to have you in the studio. Tell us your story, besides being the son of the infamous uh, inspector here. Um, also got into the police force. And whereabouts are you based, mate? Uh, I'm currently at Brisbane Water Police District. I started my uh, my constable at Hornsby Police Station at mm. Karingai. Um, I spent two years there, and then I've just recently transferred to Brisbane Water, which was... Uh, where my father has worked, and so I've got lots to, lots oh, very to good. live up to up there. Mate, the most important question of all, are your jokes as bad as your dad's? Uh, yeah, probably. We are going to find out later on. Um, was it always the goal growing up? I mean, you, your dad's gone far with the police force. Did you always think, I want to follow in his footsteps? Yeah, I think uh, it's it was definitely something from probably, I reckon, year seven. Uh, that oh, I wow, that young. Yeah. Uh, before that, it was firefighter but mm. I had childhood asthma so I had to pick something different and I looked at dad and I was like I want to be like him. If he can do it anyone can do it. <laughs> yeah that's, that's a good way to put it too. <laughs> Tell us about the very first day on the job. Do you remember that day? First day on the job yeah induction day I uh, I got to go out on the boat. Um, we took the police boat out and had a cruise around. The water the... rats. Yeah. Yeah. It was good fun. <laughs> not, not many people got to go on the boat, uh, before me. So it was a new boat. I, I was told. Any exciting jobs those first couple of days that you went to? First couple of days. Actually my first night shift, uh, we had a good job. We, uh, were, it was night shift and we were called to a residence. Uh, there's this 20 year old male suffering drug psychosis and his dad couldn't control him. Mm. Uh, so we went there um, and trying to talk some sense to the kid and he just, he, he was not there. You say kid, you wouldn't have been much older. I think we were the same age actually wow. uh, at the time. Um, and yeah, so he uh, he was at like, the top of his unit, like on like this catwalk thing and he's um, spat on me and, and then the senior constable that I was on with was like, he's not listening to us, he's he's not there. 
uh, we've got to got to take him down. So he ran up the stairs. He tried to kick us down, and we've ended up in a big wrestle and and um, got him in handcuffs. And then Ambos have sedated him. And yeah, for, how for long s- had you been in the job for at that stage? That was my second. That was day two. Shift. Yeah, day two. Night do you shift. do you remember going? Goodness me, what have I signed up for? Or did you get really excited by that? I actually got really excited. I was like, this is, yes. this is sick. Yeah. I've just been spat on. Yeah, yeah. It was peak COVID time too, so I was stressing. I was like, oh, no, I've got COVID. <laughs> I was a bit worried, but I was like, this job is awesome. And yes. um, and then after that, yeah, it hit a few quiet shifts, and I was like, oh, I need some excitement again. Yeah. The job definitely does give you excitement. It's up and down. It is. A bit like this segment, Inspector. Uh, yes, most definitely. <laughs> Oh, no, mostly up. It's mostly up. More up than down. Of course it is. Uh, let's get into some of these stories. Now, uh, you have an update on the best and less story, which I'm excited about. I'm sure our listeners will be as well because uh, we put a post up ooh, late last week with that uh, main entrance to best and less in Banner Ave being um, uh, uh, vandalised. We'll find out why. But first of all, having a go at my haircut because... Of snakes, Inspector. Please fill us in. Yes, yes. Uh, what's the nexus there? Uh, so whilst working back the other night, I got called into work the other night for a job, and uh, I think it was a bit after midnight, a call came in. Uh, I heard it come over the radio that um, some people had a brown snake in their lounge room. They'd called a snake handler but couldn't get one to come out. Uh, so they called the cops. Who else do you call? Uh, so they rung the police. and um, Can we just say this shouldn't be happening? If there's a brown snake or any type of snake in someone's house in the MIA, yes. they shouldn't be calling the cops. They shouldn't be calling you. But sad as it is, sometimes they have to. But we get called for all sorts of things, uh, which I'll sort of bring up in those highlights over the next few weeks. Uh, so we get the call. You know, uh, and can I tell you, we get about as much snake tra- uh, catching training at the academy as uh, Matt has had good haircuts, which is uh, none at all. There it is. <laughs> so uh, I, I said to the two young constables on the car crew, being uh, Constable Louis Osman and Massa Kamara, I said, uh, all right, guys, off you go and um, wrestle the uh, brown snake. I said to Louis, I said, mate, this is your time to shine. I said, I want you to go out there and catch the snake with your bare hands. I said, you'll be a legend afterwards. And uh, Massa... What a great leader you are. I know. All of it. Ma- Massa, uh, who was on the car crew with him, she said, uh, if there's a snake there, I'm running away. I said, no, I want you to capture this on your body-worn camera. I said, it could go one of two ways. Louis will either catch the snake and he'll be a legend, or the snake will bite him and, you know, he'll fall over. Uh, Can we just remind our listeners, you, you are playing here. You are, yes. This is all in jest. Yes. I was only joking when I was talking to two constables. It was very late at night. I was sleep deprived, but I was only joking. And then uh, they headed off and I thought to myself, I hope they realise I was only joking. Um, thankfully for me, they couldn't find the snake. So, oh, so it worked out quite well because... Um, this is like a Hollywood movie. Yeah, it was. could have gone bad. Uh, but police are always the fallback when other services are not available. So people just uh, give us a call and expect us to be the experts at everything. And, you know, the young guys and girls, uh, they'll go... They and- had a crack. Yeah. They, yeah. Had, they had to go. It's the Aussie way. They were down on their hands and knees with their torches looking under the lounge trying to find that oh, brown snake. Goodness, so. It just gives me chills. So yeah. Did we find the snake? No, they didn't find the snake when they went out there, but I'm told the sergeant uh, went back out later and uh, may have dealt with the snake. I haven't spoken to him yet to confirm that. So I've, uh, I was talking about this earlier on this morning, and uh, 
it, it is an area, if you, if you have experience and qualifications in the area of snake catching, goodness me, come to the MIA because you'll, yeah. you'll make a mozza. Uh, there are people around, though, and this is by no means an exhaustive list, but uh, there are um, two or three that I've discovered. There is someone in Narendra. Um, and I remember late last year I spoke to someone uh, as a snake catcher. I don't think they are in Griffith. I think they were outside of Griffith. Um, but this, yeah, it's it's yeah. an area we need more of. Well, we're actually getting quite a few uh, calls uh, recently for brown snakes. Uh, one came in the following day when I was back at work. Uh, I heard one out at West Wyalong. They were calling the police because a brown mm. snake had turned up and they had trouble finding someone. As you said, you guys aren't qualified. You guys are qualified and experienced in many things. Snake catching is not one of them. Uh, no, not at all. Not at all, for which I'm very thankful. Mm. So. All right, moving right along, uh, an area you are qualified and experienced in, and that is arresting and charging people that should be arrested and charged, like this 45-year-old Leeton man, Inspector. Yeah, so at about 10.50pm on Wednesday, the 21st of February, uh, police over at uh, Narendra observed a silver Commodore station wagon driving in a uh, dangerous manner. The vehicle was stopped and the driver, a 45-year-old man from Leeton, was spoken to. Police established reasonable grounds to search the vehicle, and upon searching that vehicle, located uh, 5.3 grams of methamphetamine, 16 bupromorphin strips, uh, 0.8 grams of a suspected MDMA, 7.2 grams of crystal-like substance, two green tablets, six shotgun rounds, eight twenty-two rounds, 50.22 short rounds, and uh, $17,500 cash, some scales, five mobile phones, a sword, and a mini handheld axe. All on a sesame seed bun. <laughs> it's a bit like that, Goodness isn't it? Goodness me. Yes. So the 45-year-old driver was the subject of a uh, firearms prohibition order. He was arrested and conveyed back to Narendra Police Station and entered into custody. He was later charged with acquire ammunition, subject of prohibition, possess prohibited drugs times two, supply prohibited drug, recklessly deal with the proceeds of crime, and custody of a knife in a public place. He was subsequently bail refused and attended Wagga um, local court the, ne- the following day. So some great work by the uh, the car crews over at Leeton and Narendra it on that night. It certainly was. Well done to them. A couple of questions for you. The first one, two green tablets. Yes. What might those green tablets be? Don't know. They'll have to be animalised. Okay. Let's see what they are. Uh, second question, $17,500 cash. What happens to that cash? Is there a proceeds of crime? Uh, so that, that'll be seized and uh, they'll when it goes to court, they'll – you know, the man may be able to come up with a reasonable explanation or from. some receipts as to where that's from, but um wish I could have carry seventeen and a half thousand dollars cash around on me. I don't know where you would put all that stuff. There's five phones, there's a sword, there's an axe, there's lots of money. Yeah, probably well, the reason you need a station wagon. I was gonna say it's a, a big van or a station <laughs> wagon you need, <laughs> don't all, you? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so the least of his worries now with bail being refused and he'll be in court. Uh, he, he appeared before he, Wagga he, Local he Court the court. following day, yeah. Okay. All right. Now, this last one, let's finish with this because uh, the best and less uh, uh, store in Banarav, we put the photo up on Friday uh, and those poor workers show up to work. The last thing they want to have to deal with is this, um, you know, vandalism. Someone's uh, smashed the the front door, but that's not all they did, Inspector. Yeah. So at about 4am on Thursday, the 22nd of February, the manager of the store received an alarm activation. Uh, and upon the manager's arrival, uh, she observed the front doors were smashed. Police arrived and assur- observed a second smashed door at the side of the premises. And police conducted a canvas and, and uh, found a fire extinguisher was missing from level two. 
The fire extinguisher is later located in a skip bin on Banner Lane. At uh, 12.57pm later that day, um, following investigations by the proactive crime team, a 27-year-old Victorian man was arrested at uh, another business in Griffith. He was conveyed back to Griffith Police Station where he was later charged with break and enter with intent, two counts of stealing and destroyed damaged property. Now, the stealing related to the fire extinguisher that had been taken from Best and Less uh, and the other stealing related to an iced coffee which had been stolen from a service station in Griffith and the uh, malicious damage or destroyed damage on property relates to some bollards that the man kicked on his way outside that service station. So what you're telling us is uh, that in terms of Best and Less there was a, a door... Um, smashed to get in, yeah. taken a fire extinguisher, used that to smash their way out. And smash another door on the way out, yeah. Just mindless vandalism at the end of the day. Um, yeah, or maybe drug-related, or it could be mental health-related, yeah, it's too early to tell. And then stole a chocolate milk. I mean, they yeah. could have just signed up for Tradie Tuesday and got a free one today. That's a great point you raised there, Matt, yeah. Wow, we. Uh, all right, inspectors. Some great stories there, as you say. Pat on the back to uh, to all the, uh, the the local cops doing a fantastic job. We're very lucky to have them, uh, and and new cops turning up uh, more and more. But we always can do with more. We can. We can always do with more. I think we're getting another two coming shortly. So, um, as we were talking about last uh, last week with um, foot pursuits, you know, the young guys are always great because they're always very fit with their foot pursuits. So, uh, we'll have two more. Young, fit um, guys and girls are uh, ready to... Excellent. Perhaps we can get them in the studio if they're up for it. Uh, we could potentially, yeah. yeah See, there we go. I'll give it a uh, run. Uh, like your uh, son today, Constable Jack, having a birthday tomorrow. Yes, yes, that's Happy correct. birthday, mate. Thank you. Yeah, any big plans? Uh, I'm not too sure yet. No? Well, Dad's got a massive surprise party ready for you to go, so we won't tell you about that. Uh, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna sidestep... The inspector's joke today, uh, Jack, because you've got a joke for us. I do. I prepared one uh, earlier, uh, so I'll start. What happens when a police officer goes to bed? What happens when a police officer goes to bed? Now, can I just say, you've got a lot to live up to here because your dad is known for his bad jokes. What happens when a police officer goes to bed, Constable Jack? He becomes an undercover cop. Oh, goodness. <laughs> His father's son right there, folks. Good morning, Collie Ambly. It's Matt Collins for breakfast on 963 Triple M. Jacob, what be- A listener exclusive.